Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today. Our next guest has had a career in show business spanning over three decades as a stand-up comedian, actor, author, writer, and producer. He was named Comedian of the Year at the American Comedy Awards on ABC and garnered two Emmy Awards. His 90-minute stand-up special, Datitude, aired primetime on Showtime and was on the front page of Netflix for several months. I could go on and on, but instead of talking to you about it, let's meet him the one, the only, the great, the funny Craig Shoemaker. If I'm ever having a bad self-esteem day, <laughs> I want you to call me with that beautiful radio voice you have and just read that to me. I'm just going to do that. I'm going to leave it on your voice. As a reminder, a as a reminder, Craig, you actually have done things, even though your children don't care. You have things in your Craig. past that, that could be significant to someone. So thank you for that. That was a beautiful uh, introduction. Oh, it is my pleasure. Why don't you tour so with happy. me, actually? Okay, I'll do it. Just, what am I going to do? I'll teach you a little stand-up. Okay, I'll do it. All you need is five minutes. I have a Jewish rap song. You, perfect. That's all <laughs> From we need. 1990. <laughs> I'll that, do it. Does it have the word oi in it instead of yo? It, it's, uh, yeah, kind of. A little bit. What's up? What's up, boy? <laughs> anyway, listen. I'm so happy you're here. You guys don't know this, but Craig and I go way back yeah. to our in our 20s in the yeah. first very first comedy convention I, we, I arrived in Los Angeles and you were one of the first people I met that's so was, crazy yeah, tell, tell us the story Philadelphia that actually uh, do you know Dennis Erdman do you know him? yes yeah he was a big cheese at NBC at the yes. time he said you should move out I, I met him in Philadelphia on a casting call and he saw my comedy show and I said damn it I'm gonna do it and I left my acting class in Philadelphia I put a big U-Haul thing on a old car and came out with one of my acting mates. She said, I'll move out there too. Who was and, it? What, do you remember oh, her name? Oh, God, yes. Yeah, Sharon Brown. It was wow. a, not a good story. Oh. I was after her, of course. Of course. She had no interest in me whatsoever. She talked about the guy that was waiting for her in Los Angeles the entire 3,000-mile trip. <laughs> and I had, swollen, uh, I had swollen gums. I had just had my wisdom teeth out. She oh, told me years God. later how bad my breath was. <laughs> So there was no way I was going to ever get that. Plus, we slept in the same bed once, and I woke up, and there was blood on her white T-shirt. And I looked at it, this drooly blood, and I said, there is no shot. If you thought you had, that was by Colorado that happened. There was no, and I haven't heard from her since. I ran into her once. And, I'm already uh, crying of laughter. But then I, then I came here, and I just, and I just, I don't know anyone here. And you were one of the first people I met, and it's you. you but were how so, did you meet me? I was an actress then. You were an actress, but you were hanging out with Shayna Landsberg yes. in Las Vegas, and we learned craps together. But we were, <laughs> but we were here in Los Angeles. I happened to go we, there for the very first comedy convention, of which I was invited. And to you be were invited in. to. Yes, yeah. I you? Was, actually, I was the first one on that stage. I was the. I thought I'm the. The Neil Armstrong of this. Wow. Well, thank God the Neil Armstrong moon landing lasted better, longer <laughs> than this did because that was the that was the last convention I believe. <laughs> and, you know, People Magazine. It was great. You have to know, I'm this guy from Philadelphia, and all of a sudden, and then because of you and your friend, I was signed to a contract. Well, not because of NBC. me, because I wasn't a casting director. Well, you were. She... You had an influence on her. Mm. It was all about the hang. It was yeah. more about the hang. We had the best. I, th time. I think you were just saying, "Hey, we like this guy," and then she gave me a contract. 
Now, I didn't <laughs> That's handle... That's how easy it was back I, in the 90s. I know. I didn't handle it very well, though. Mm, this but... is a good lesson for your students, by the way, on what not to do. Mm-hmm. My ego got involved. It always does, It though. always does. Well, until you get, but to, here's be, the thing until also, you get to be our age, then the ego's out. Because we don't care at that point. Now we can just like, share the wisdom exactly. of the things that we've learned through our failures. Which, let me just interject, yeah. because you were early in your 20s when it happened. Yeah. So, in this industry... When you're 20, in your 20s, you don't know about yourself. No. You know nothing, but you're expected to know everything. So you make ego to ego choices and you let yeah. things get in your way. Then by your 30s, you're supposed to be really settled in. And by your 40s, you're re- that's when you first start getting really ready. That's and then when by you're, your 50s, you're, you're really, rocking But now you shit. can't get those parts that you were going for. I bought into the illusion. I'll give you an example. I get this contract. It was a lot of money. I bought a... A Lincoln Mark Seven, something big and classy. I forgot that I was in Los Angeles and not Philadelphia. <laughs> big wheel well in the yeah, back, and I it. had a car phone. I was like very excited. It was a car. I say car phone like it's a big deal. It was back then if you had a car phone with an antenna. Super big deal. Oh, it was built in. I was wow. I was cruising around, and I pulled up the very first day, and I because the illusion was I'll get a parking spot. That's all I wanted for the ego. I wanted it on the lot, right? Couldn't wait to pull into the lot. And I was, so I pulled in the first day after signing the contract and I said, I bought a house. It was unbelievable. And you didn't realize that you had something to do with leading to this. I can't so believe I, it. So the first day, I, the guy goes, uh, yeah, what's up? The guard. And I go, uh, Craig Shoemaker. Um, he goes, I don't see on the list. I said, I'm one of the NBC contract players. I'm looking for my parking spot. He goes, yeah, take a spot next to Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland. <laughs> you know, the old MGM. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought I was like this MGM contract player. Like Clark Gable and Marilyn Monroe and Craig Shoemaker. That's what I thought with NBC. And, and so that was a joke. That didn't happen. And then I finally did get a test deal mm-hmm. where you sign the deal on how much money you're going to make. Yes. And I'm counting it. I'm going, <laughs> oh, I'm definitely going to get this. because right. So you're supposed to study, right? right. But I didn't study. I was like, I got this thing. It was down to me and one other person. So I'm going to make $15,000 a week for the next 13 weeks. It was Mel Brooks, Harvey Korman, oh Cloris Leachman, all my idols. Brandon Tartikoff was yeah. responsible. I walk into this office and I'm flirting with the woman, you know, at the front. I'm like, hey, how you doing? I'm the NBC <laughs> contract player. I walked in. This is what not to do. I can I curse on here? You could do it ever, yes. Because this is a this is an actual story. Yes. First of all, it's Brandon Tartikoff, Mel Brooks, and they didn't introduce me as the NBC contract player. <laughs> so I'm already thrown off. I'm just gonna laugh through the whole I'm just, this whole I'm just now I'm just Craig Shoemaker, so I'm really thrown. I've got my sides, I start shaking. Like Catherine Hepburn in a windstorm. I am like, oh my God. <laughs> so so it is bad. So and it's a test deal. For... It's a test deal for a show called Nuthouse, ah. and it was produced by Mel Brooks. And I'm like, oh my God, everybody's there in this room, and they're staring at me at this point. And I'm going, okay, get into the part. So now they start reading with me. Joel Thurm, the head of casting at NBC. I'm so excited. The excitement went to complete nerves. I start flop sweating, <laughs> literally drops. You could hear them going onto the paper, smearing the magic marker. And so now it, you've got this it's smeary so Picasso so painting. Funny. I'm reading off of this thing. I'm going, I can't even read. So now there's a phone call in the script, right? And it, so instead of miming a call, I pick up a phone, an office phone. <laughs> and I go, hello, Nuthouse. And this guy goes, yeah, I'm on the line. I, I start reading my lines into the phone. And he goes, you hear me? I'm on the line. I'm going, he's not here. 
do you hear me? I'm on the line. I go, well, he's upstairs eating another butter sandwich. You know, Mr. Nut, I'm Mr. Nut's uncle. I, I, that's what I'm going on. He goes, can you hear me? I'm on the line. Get off the line. I'm on an important call. I go, well, Mr. Nut would be here, but I'm reading the lines to this guy who's screaming. And finally he yells out, I said, get the fuck off the fucking phone. Oh my God. Literally the entire office hears this. It goes through, through the oh ear microphone and into Mel Brooks into oh. Brandon Tartikoff and all these people are staring at me now. Flop sweat is flying. Oh. And uh, that was the end of my contract. Oh, And that God. was the moment, although I've had ego moments in the, the past then, right? but that was the one where you go, okay, you can't make it, you gotta make it about like you, the work. Yes. You have to make it about the work. Don't get into the results. Right. That was the big lesson. Well, you just thought you were it. Of course I thought I was it. I was an NBC contract player. <laughs> I thought I was it. I won Emmy Awards. But, I, I, I okay, mean, so you have By the way, awards mean nothing to. Right. I mean, yeah. they're just, that's good. It's, it's they wonderful. They mean nothing. I but have wait. them and they mean nothing. But wait. They're it, jogging That's not now. true. That's not true because you see it. You're proud of it. There's proudness in that. That Come on. you got to admit to a little bit of that. No. Really? I can't admit it. In retrospect, I can't admit it. Okay. I, I really have won these big awards and it's, I just, the lesson I can just impart, if I know you have a lot of young actors that are mm -hmm. listening, it's not, they always say it's not about the, it's about the journey, not the destination. Correct. And truly, if that is your destination, it throws you off of your journey. It throws you off of the work. It throws you off of the process. It throws you off of, of the meaningful things of life that you need to really mm -hmm. have that balance first mm -hmm. before you can handle any of that. That's why you know, have all these sitcom kids that are drug addicts and they die and you have all these deaths and suicide and all that. They can't handle it. Right. Because they get to this, you get to Oz mm -hmm. and it turns out it's not what they professed it to be. Well, it is. Right. Because in life, people that are overachievers and want things, the minute you get it, you have to start looking for something else. Yes. But yes. where does it come from? The true love of yourself and Correct. that satisfaction in who exactly. you are is everything is the basis. Yeah. But the problem is in your 20s, when you get it too early, you don't have a core basis of yourself. Correct. That's what I'm trying to say is, so if the core basis of yourself is that other people are telling you you're this and that and the other thing with a contract or an Emmy or an Oscar mm -hmm. or whatever it is. If they're telling you that, you are now buying into a false self. Mm -hmm. It's not you. Mm -hmm. And now I understand that. Right, I now you're your true self. Now I even understand why I'd see for years that some, someone blew off an Oscar. I was like, what, 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 are you out of your mind? <laughs> or they have someone else accepted for right, them. You've right. lived your entire life. You can't show up for an award ceremony. Now I get it. Yep. But wait, can we cut? Because yeah. I want people to know about your career because you know you have won awards, you have had these rejections, so the highs and the lows of it. You came out here as a, a, a comic. You've had a hugely successful career as it. You did go into acting a little acting, bit as well. writing, and producing. And you, yeah. I remember you were a host oh, yeah. on a show, which yeah. will tell us that story. Yeah. Um, so how has life for you, because it seems to me now your life is better than ever. Literally the best it's ever been. It's because right at this why? Very because moment. wait, but tell us. Wait, tell us. You, you won't like my years, answer. <laughs> wait, no, you did your years of comedy and you had your stories to tell. Yeah. And you did that. So let's talk Still about do. a couple of the highs and the lows. Let's talk about. Well, I talked about a low. You did. Let's talk about a high. Let's talk about a high for God's That's sake. That's for sure. And why are you so funny? The, what the, is it? What makes you so funny? 
I do believe that, uh, well, one thing happened also, you know, I call them ha-ha moments. Mm -hmm. So NBC contract was one, um, winning the American uh, Community of the Earth, the American Comedy Awards was mm -hmm. another one. Mm -hmm. I, I win this thing that's a coveted award. You know, one before was Jerry Seinfeld, oh Ellen DeGeneres, God. and Jeff Foxworth. Well, you're so just I, as funny. I figured I'm destined to have a, a show about a gay redneck and a show about nothing. <laughs> I was like, I have to get a sitcom right, now because right. the goal was only the sitcom. Mm. And do you see how that took me off? Yep. When that's the goal, mm. they, people feel and smell the hunger, mm. the desperation, yeah. that you have to have this. Today, the reason I'm so happy is I'm very confident in who I am mm -hmm. and the decisions I make are now based on something different. Now, here's the part you might not like. My decisions are, I like everything. I want to be with people that I love. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm here with you. Why wouldn't I like that answer? I don't know. Because it's not answer. a standard it's not a standard industry answer because people will usually say, Oh, you have to do Do this, I seem to... standard? No, no, you don't. I'm outside but the I said box. people. I don't yes. mean you. Okay, oh fine. yes, I did say you wouldn't like yes. it. Yes. But, but you meant them, not me. I do, I do. I prefer <laughs> the, the, the royal we, the royal <laughs> sherry. So I just came to this place. So what happened recently, yeah, I still do stand-up. And, and I also believe, and I would encourage anyone, that we don't live in a box. Mm -hmm. We don't. You're not a comedian. You're not an actor. Mm -hmm. You're an artist. Mm -hmm. And an artist just listens to the creative source within. That's mm -hmm. all you do. And then it manifests itself in any way possible. That's why that damn resume and bio is so long. Because I don't say, if it resonates with me, I say, I can do it. Mm. If I can do the possible. You know, just put it in front of me. Right now I'm producing two movies. Mm. But that happened because I just said, okay, open up a production company. Here's what you want. You want to be hanging with people that you like. I want it to be in my area where I live now. I want it to be near my, you know, I have my kids and everything, my wife. I wanted the, all these things and it all happened because I just said I have to trust and now the reason I'm the happiest I've ever been is I found my partners. Mm. I have producing partners I love like my one guy Ryan O'Quinn is like a brother to me mm. and we're like a yin and yang and mm. it's a perfect balance and then I get to do everything that I want now and there's nothing. We have 60 projects on That's our amazing. slate. Because, What's the name of the company? Do you have a... Well, well we have... Now we're going to be renaming could, because now we partner. It was Really Big Shoe Media. Uh-huh. Really Big Shoe. You get it? Get it. It's a shoe big, maker. I have big shoes. Yes, My it. name's Shoemaker. Yes. Really Big Shoe. Like show. Yeah, yeah. it's all that. <laughs> so, uh, but there's that. And now it's merging. We're going to call ourselves Hollywood uh, Westlake Studios. Oh. And uh, because we want to build Hollywood in this community that's 30 minutes north so we can have that Westlake. life that we dreamed of. Mm -hmm. You know, I, you asked me why I'm funny, it's because I had a crappy life. Mm. My dad's a cult leader, my mother <laughs> never said I love you, and belly dance at my high school graduation party and wonders oh. why I'm bothered by it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and you know, grandmother growing the pot in the backyard. Oh you know, nobody talks to one another. Oh. So yeah, there's pain. I was kidnapped and molested, not what? funny, right? Yeah, not I, funny. I was 13, but you know, you turn these things around and you learn from them. Right. And uh, yeah, it was horrible pain. So I had to go through that pain. But one of the ways of dealing with the pain, obviously, obviously, is to do comedy. comedy yeah. yeah. And it, def it 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 really it deflects in some ways, but it also makes you connect with yourself and others mm -hmm. because you're telling the truth. That's all mm -hmm. comedy is. Mm -hmm. You tell the truth. Mm -hmm. And people are in the audience. They're relating to it, saying, "I never want that to happen to me. Mm -hmm. That's happened to me. I never want it to happen again." Oh, mm -hmm. you know, they're relating to something you're saying, even though these are obscure stories and I no agree. one else 
shares the exact story of the dad running mule rides in the Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania with a harem of women that gave all their possessions to him, including a mother and daughter. No one else has that. <laughs> that's yours. But that's mine. But wow. they can relate to a father who's a narcissist, right. a father who has abandoned the family, or someone that they know they can relate to it, or they're going through something mm -hmm. similar. And that's what comedy well, that's is. That's what makes it's, you funny, all the pain pit. But that's yeah. why I relate to you, too. What you call it, a pain pit? The pain pit. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I never, the pain pit. How have I never heard that before? I don't know. Okay. It's the pain pit, but the thing is, people that are artistic and are really good at artists, artistry are being fueled by everything that's happened to them. And that fuel makes you you. That's yeah. so special and unique. And you are one of the funniest people. And I just recently saw you at a show. Yeah. And I just can't stop laughing and crying watching you because you are so... You just resonate from such a truthful, yeah. yet gregarious, yet can you believe this happened to me place right. that self-deprecating, so self-deprecating. I'll shit on myself. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But not all the time self-deprecating because no. you don't want to always live in that because then no. it pulls you down. It's a celebration. You do celebrate it. Well, I'm celebrating so because funny. I can talk about it now because I'm on the other side of the pain. Mm -hmm. And if I were to, uh, I, you know, I mentor people. I'm, mm. I'm sure you know that, and I mentor a lot of comedians. Tell us about that. Tell us. Well, I, I really, I want people to. You can't save them or rescuing from rescue them from certain you know pitfalls that they're going to they're, they're going to find them. They're gonna they have to, mm -hmm. and they will learn from them. Mm -hmm. But like children, you still don't want them to. Mm -hmm. Like you'll put a helmet on them. Right. <laughs> so we grew up with no helmets. <laughs> right. No helmets. <laughs> they were these it beautiful. Was a crash. My kids playing these grass fields. The only grass on my field is in the coach's bong. <laughs> It's just, it's just a whole other world right. that they're growing up so you in. you mentor people. But a lot of it is we do want to protect them. So part of that protection is I want to just give them the suggestions to sort of microwave their career. Mm. And, and you tell them stories that have happened to you. As yeah, examples. share those, share the wisdom, the gained wisdom, and you share that. And then hopefully someone can say, okay, and how about this? And Or they run into an obstacle, and I can kind of assist them through based on my experiences. Mm. And you can assist them through. It's the same as acting, teaching. Well, you yes, know, you're of teaching course. Acting is, yeah, you mentor. You're trying, yeah, you're mentoring them, and you're trying to get to that, that, that authentic self within them. You're peeling away, peeling away of all that stuff. You're trying to cut to it, mm -hmm. cut to it faster than they would get to it. They wouldn't access it on their own. Mm -hmm. That's what you're doing. And then you're, you can help them pull up stories. Right, exactly, or themselves. I mean, you're you're pulling up their true essence. Mm -hmm needs to come through in all their characters, mm -hmm. right? So that's your job, and that seems to be mine. I'm, you're well, paid doing well for it, I'm not. <laughs> well, you can get paid well. But the thing is, doing stand-up is storytelling, yes. but it's your own scripted material, so you yeah. have to still have the arc of that material just like you put an Correct. arc into the scene. That's exactly right. But don't you think that when people are really, and you said it earlier, when people are really doing their artistry because they have truth to tell they're not trying to prove themselves they're not trying to get acceptance yeah. that's where the magic happens absolutely that's exactly what i try to tell them it is really getting out of those results because the results are all an illusion anyway it's just like you know pursuing happiness in mm -hmm. america you have all these like patriarchs telling you what happiness is. No, it's never what they're telling mm -hmm. you. Because first of all, I know them. <laughs> I know these people at the top and they are not happy. They're some of the most miserable people I've ever some met. Some are, some are, some aren't. I'd say the majority of the people that I've met that are in high, high levels of life 
are really unhappy. But that's not a high level of life. That's just maybe a high financial level what, of life. What I'm saying, exactly. That's what I'm saying is that we buy into these thoughts. It's their thoughts. It's not ours. So if we can connect into what's, what do we want? Mm-hmm. Like what makes me happy is my family, mm. right? So I created, like an artist, I created the exact family. that The I world want. you want to live in. The world I want to live in. And that's the same play, thing with acting. You create your world and it's only your world. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing that you know. Mm-hmm. So everyone else, I'm not everyone else, so many people who are not g- the greatest actors, they're buying into someone else's world. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Despair politics and, and society. You You're buying into someone else's idea of what the world is. They read a statistic and they go, oh, our economy is great right now. Well, that doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. to you personally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does. It's just a statistic that is put out by those people who want you to believe in this. So it's so getting down to yourself is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Clear away all that stuff, you know. And what, how did that happen for you? Just with age and maturity work. and work? Really hard work on okay. self. And, okay. and being really willing, hard. and being willing, being willing to shift, being willing to be open, be willing to be honest, let it all out. No matter what, like the reason my family doesn't speak to me is exactly this. Mm. They don't like that I have this honesty and will confront someone. I don't want to use the word confront, but I will expose. I will speak to someone about truth. truth. I'm not going to have elephants in the room. Mm -hmm. Big mistake and including in acting. Mm -hmm. You don't want something that's, we all know as an audience that it's there. Mm -hmm. And that's why now I can share from this space of clean. It's just all clean. So they're going to see me direct. Yeah. No filter. And a lot of people don't want the truth. No. But as artists, no. you have to tell the truth. Exactly. Tell the truth as your comic and your comedy, tell the truth in your, you know, yes. story. And then now as a producer, you'll have people coming in for you and you'll see if they're truthful you know or not. It right away, don't you? Yes, you know it the minute Every people Every time I've cast something, anything. it's amazing to me. It actually helps me when I'm acting to go into a casting call because you're saying, "Oh, I know what they're looking for." They're looking for confidence. They're looking for me. Mm-hmm. Now I might not fit that, mm-hmm. right? I might, and you'll, and that person who's casting knows right away that you don't fit it. Mm-hmm. So it's not personal. Has the thing. How many times do we take it personal? Yeah, but you you have to go in not caring what they want. You just have to go in right. to tell the story. Exactly. That's another situation. But so tell us, are, are you working on a bunch of movies right now that yeah. you're producing? So, so you're segueing. Okay, yeah. let's yeah. talk about that in one second. So you went from stand up to television, to a little bit of hosting. You still do all that, and now yeah. you've added on the uh, producer's hat. Well, producing is similar to the writing, and it's all about creating something. And mm-hmm. I like it because there's other people involved. Mm-hmm. And as I said before, the, the world that I'm creating, I want people that I can connect with. Mm. So that could be a casting director, that could be an actor, that could be another writer, that could be... And it's it's an amazing process that way because now you're with your have your family. As a matter of fact, on the way here, mm-hmm. we had someone drop out of a cast. Mm. First thought I thought first thing I thought of was you. Oh. I said, I'm gonna go see Sherry, right? And I'm gonna ask her when we're off this. I'll say, here's what I'm looking for, and then you're gonna give me something like you did the other day. Yes. But I'm oh But we can't should, say names because no, the tail's Oh no, oh close. God, no, no, I would never do that. Okay. Yeah. So but what I'm saying is you are 30-year, um, quotes, air quotes, family to me. Mm-hmm. And that's those are the people. So I went to your showcase the other day. Yes. And I saw someone else in my family. I know her dad since we were in third grade. 
So the first calls I make are family, the ones who are still there. Yes. I'm not going to call my sister. She doesn't answer the phone anyway. So, <laughs> or my mom doesn't call me back. But it's interesting. So they're people, not going to be yes. cast in this film. My right. mother. <laughs> they blew it. Yeah. My father. But you have but acceptance about that. My father's that. still around. I do. I do. I Listen, I knew at a very early age things weren't going to go well in the family mm -hmm. area. I, I, I knew I would never get a birthday But what card. did you do? You created your I, own. I created. As a matter of fact, I, 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 I never got a birthday card for my dad so like seven years old I went mm -hmm. out and I bought myself a birthday card it mm -hmm. said to a great son and then you know, blah blah Aww. blah and I still have the card and says Aww. love dad but you can tell a seven-year-old wrote Aww. it the D is backwards <laughs> it's like my heart and I knew that I would never get a card from him but right. I created that myself I got the card and then, and then I told that story. Um, I used to try to fix my mom up. I wanted a dad, but I also wanted a man for her more than me. Mm. More than I wanted somebody for me, a stepdad. I wanted someone for her. She was very unhappy. And mm. I, I wrote a letter to this guy, played for the Philadelphia Phillies. And I said, uh, Tim McCarver, you know, you're a catcher and I'm a pitcher. You can teach oh. me in the backyard. You'd be my stepdad. And here's oh. a picture of my mom. And oh. uh, you know, in her belly dancing outfit. She's also known <laughs> as Shahrazad. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't say that part. And he didn't write me back, but I met his broadcast partner. That's how life goes full yes, circle. Yes, you conjure it up. I, and yes, I conjured this up many years later. Uh, Joe Buck, his partner and friend, I told Joe Buck the story. Joe's a fan of my comedy. And next time I saw Joe Buck, he hands me a ball signed by Tim McCarver. And it says, Dear Son, Time to Grow Up. Oh Love my God, that. that is incredible. <laughs> That's such a beautiful story. That's my favorite story. memorabilia. And uh, I'm going to write but a we, book. But you do. You do conjure people up. And you, yes, do, you, you know, you do. we haven't seen each other in a long time. Right. And all Doesn't of a sudden, matter. six degrees of separation Doesn't. because we together had a life-changing moment at that first comedy convention. Right. It was life-changing for me exactly. as an actor being there. Right. It was life-changing for you as the performer. And those six of us that were there... And I remember yeah, I Ellie Canner and and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Jordan Brady. Yeah, still all, friends with Jordan. I mean, yeah. I never see Jordan, but if I did, I would have that connection. Because it's life from that moment. It's lifelong. I still have friends from third grade, kindergarten. Yes, me too. Matter of fact, my kindergarten my kindergarten friend, I shared a cotton milk with him. He's not only my accountant in Philadelphia, three thousand miles away. I fixed him up with his, uh, and 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 they got married. It's so beautiful. From all the way from here, you know. It, but it's it, certain but, people. It's not with everybody. It's just those. Certain it's, people you have a special connection with. You, you know it deep down, and you don't. You could be, not be in touch for ten years. Yes. Twenty years. Yes. You always know. On my way here, when I heard this cast member dropped out, I literally went through my mental. Can I use the word Rolodex? Would the yeah. kids even understand yeah. my the contact kids, list? Kids. My my contact. <laughs> I went through my. Your Instagram followers. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I doubt that even most of these people I was thinking of were even are even on Instagram. Uh, I could use followers, by the way. My son makes fun of me. He says, "Cause you tweet like a mom. No one's interested." So, uh, what's your I'm, Instagram right now? Craig Shoe, and I'm the Love Master on Twitter. But that's the thing is, the, on my way here, what do you think's coming up in my mind? It's I'm listening to my heart. My heart says, "I even called an ex of mine, mm. who you know." Mm. And I, I, I left a message for her and said, look, there's this part that just opened up. And the point is that people, just like an audition, everyone smells it. If you're going around, this guy keeps going, hey, go to this party. He tells me all the time, go to this party. I got you in. I say no every time. I'm not interested in going to a party right. of strangers and making connections. It's so forced. You can feel it. You mm -hmm. feel the desperation. So what do you, what's your advice to 
actors or comics out there, what are three things that you would say? Number one mm -hmm. is absolutely do the stuff off stage that makes you peel away the layers that are preventing you from your true self. Beautiful. So no, you, if you can go to a therapist, you go to your classes, anything you can do, something cathartic, something deep, where you can get. I told you about the, you know, the kidnapping. I have way forgiven him, way forgiven this guy. Mm. I mean, I have no baggage that's left over. That doesn't. Mm. But I can access it if I need to in my acting work. Mm -hmm. But I'm on the other side of it, so mm. then I can share these mm. things, and no one's going. Teach and this help is really and uncomfortable for me. Right. He's talking about something that's really uncomfortable. It's not uncomfortable for me, right? And they'll know that, right? Nothing is anymore because it's all been cleansed and cleared through whatever process that is. Number two. Number two is connect with some sort of source within you, whatever you want to call it. Mm. People call it spirituality. People call it God. People call it uh, the Creator. Mm -hmm. The Creator is creates right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so connect with that and mm -hmm. it will give you it'll inform every single decision that you make because that's truly divine mm. there's no other agenda attached mm. to it there's no baggage there's nothing attached to this this thing that wants to emerge in all of us right mm, I like this that. big light wants to it, it wants to shine mm. but how many things in society encourage that we're discouraged from shine, from letting our light shine that's why we have so many insecurities that's why we have failed auditions is because we're not listening to that we're listening to these voices in our head up so here so agree so when we go down here to that mm. source that divine source it informs us in every decision that we could possibly I love make. that and yeah. number three number three is I don't know if I covered this but um, yeah hang with the people that you resonate with and you have to get to the first part that I said about listening to your source to know what resonates, mm. what vibrates. We are vibration. So what vibrates with you? You vibrate with me. We laugh. I smile when I look. Oh, that sounded weird. <laughs> sound like you're good. <laughs> I smile when I look at you. That's because just when we have that joyful connection. That's exactly right. Yeah. You know, I'm looking you in the eyes right now. We have a joyful connection. We have, we're having fun. Yes. We happen to be doing something that might make you $3 on... on <laughs> no money. This is a gift bag. No money. It's a gift bag. That's exactly yeah. right. And there's the gift. The gift yeah. is in the moment. Yeah. Stay in the moment. That's part of what I'm saying as well. So you're saying surround yourself with connected people, but positive people who lift you up. With the people that you connect with on that level. Mm. And they can be anywhere. I mean, I, I go back to Philadelphia and it's a long mm. list of people. I'll say, hey, let's go grab a something together. Let's go to the beach and hang at the beach together. If we go to the Jersey Shore, whatever it is, mm -hmm. there's some sort of connection. And you know the ones that are Because it makes you feel, what, safe? Alive, yeah, taken care of, yeah, yeah. All those of things it. that we're missing. Those things that as a child you have, missing. But as an adult, yeah. the critic pushes yeah. it away. You can, you can, you can fill all of those missing elements in with your own story. Now you mm. create your own story. It's your script. You're the writer, and you can create anything that you want. Now you can also bring in the other. You can repeat your past, like I did before, mm -hmm. like marrying my past. Mm -hmm. I married my past before. This is my ex-wife, and then I brought in. You know, what my mantra was mm. not to get off topic. We're my, off topic. My mantra, my mantra, in bringing her forth, like law of attraction, whatever you want to call. I literally said when I got divorced, and I really was in a painful, painful mm. marriage. I just recreated everything. Well, and divorce is painful, I would think. I haven't gone through one. but It is if you... So, by the way, what came out of that was it got worse in the divorce mm. than it ever was in the marriage. Mm. And the reason was that I came to, 
this is a real admission. Like, if I told you the things that she did, you would go, oh, this is a horrible person. This and they are horrible things mm-hmm. that she did. Really, really like the but worst. I'm sure you did too. There's the two worst sides. you can imagine. Right. Well, I will say that, no, I didn't do any of those specific things that right. she was saying, but everything was predicated. That entire marriage was predicated upon a lie that I told. Mm. Not, you know, cheating or whatever those standard things are. It was the lie that I told because I married someone for the wrong reasons. I married her to fig- to fix me. I could right. rescue her and I, that's my mom. I could do all those things. So therefore, just like this career, mm-hmm. everything was predicated upon something false. It's happened when I got the NBC story I told you. That was all a lie. Mm-hmm. It was a lie. I wasn't ready. So I wasn't what prepared. is the truth? So the truth is I said all I want in my life for my partner is someone who, who sees me for who I truly am, not what they dictate me to be. Mm-hmm. That was it. Mm. And then you that found mantra, it. boom, she was my friend. I never even saw her in that way because I just wasn't ready because all I wanted was what they told me I mm-hmm. should go for. I always wanted with society and people, arm pieces, models, whatever it was, actresses. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want that whole route. There's my <laughs> I answer. I know you did. Here's... I know you for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my answer. And I can tell you. Never was that the answer because now you're you also you you both are creating a lie because you're both trying to help one another's ego. You think that oh you have all these thoughts of oh they'll understand me more than anyone. Mm-hmm. No, they also understand how how nuts you are and how crazy you are, how desperate you are. They get that too, and yeah. they don't want to see that mirror every day. Right. So I have someone now who's not in the business. Although I take it back, she was an electrician on movie sets mm. for a union electrician. Big movies too, but it had nothing to do with what she does. It has nothing to do with who we are as a couple and what we. You found together. the right person for you oh. because you did the process underneath to yeah. get you where you needed to be today. And it's the same with career. So before same we thing. close, yeah. What, which I know you're going to say, but what are you grateful for? And then one little, one more tidbit of advice for everybody, and then we're out. Okay, what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for uh, the removal of the resentments and the baggage and the stuff that prevented me from fulfillment. That's I'm beautiful. I'm really grateful for that. And it propels me every day now, is to just be in that space. By the way, our family does a grateful list around the table. Oh. Even when they're really little and just learning how to talk, like my one son would go, I'm grateful for the whole wide world. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's the place to center ourselves in and what's that. one last piece of advice that you tell everyone so related to that is uh don't want don't come from a space of want and just space of give what is it a space of service is a much better space way of to, service so when i come from service you know i was of service when i drove all this way <laughs> should i say schlepped <laughs> just to add a little guilt <laughs> i have no guilt Oh, I'm happy to have it. It's you. the people that are listening. It's not you personally. It's them who's listening. All right, go, Craig, we can go on for hours. Her? Did he just guilt her with a schlep word? All right, how do people reach you? Just uh, tell us. com. I am touring around the country. I do a 90-minute show, and we go have fun together. It's about laughing. And uh, CraigShoemaker.com, Craig Show on Instagram. Facebook, uh, only the fan page. The other one's filled up. And then Instagram is Craig Shoe. I'm the love master on Twitter. He's I didn't got even so mention much. the love master. Okay, I know. Oh, we didn't yeah, even talk about it. Oh. Okay, so take us out on the love master. Oh, yeah, baby.
That microphone compared to me is a little lavalier. Oh, yeah, the love master, baby. I love you so much. You like the way I curled your hair, Sherry? <laughs> Bye, Craig. Thank you. you. <laughs>